are your Thursday morning headlines. Raul Mesa Jr., the man Austin police believe is a serial killer, is now the subject of a search in a field in Pflugerville. Coming up on KXAN News Today, we're talking about why the FBI and Austin police say they chose this field off of FM 1825 in Pflugerville to search. Today, Kyle's hosting a ribbon cutting ceremony for its new public safety center. It's the new home for the police department. The 2020 bond election paying for this and the city's hoping the new center will help first responders keep up with growth in the community. Someone did win the billion dollar Powerball jackpot. The ticket was sold at a convenience store in Los Angeles. The soon to be billionaire has the only winning ticket of all five numbers and the Powerball. Seven other people or tickets matched the five numbers and they got about a million apiece. Well, Austin City Council meets today. More than 200 items on the agenda. It's a long one. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. We're here to break it down. Some of the top items here, including help for the Austin Police Department. Council is going to consider creating a police reserve unit. This would help with large events as it faces a staffing crisis here with Austin Police. The unit would be staffed by retired officers. Mayor Kirk Watson saying this may be one of the many options needed to help fix these officer shortages. But you're going to see me try a whole lot of different things to get staffing where it needs to be. Okay. So. The police chief would be tasked with appointing members to this unit of no more than 75 officers. Another issue before council changing the lot size requirements. Council member Leslie Poole wanting to reduce the minimum lot size and allow up to three units on a single family plot. Poole says the change could encourage more townhomes and garden homes for middle income households. And several groups have already reached out to us at KXAN with concerns about that resolution. Council members could also vote to approve a contract to help run a new temporary shelter for people experiencing homelessness. Austin wants to use the marshalling yard. This is over near the airport. This would be a space for 300 emergency shelter beds. The one-year contract with the family endeavors will cost the city just over $9 million. And a live look this morning. This is out over at downtown Austin, Zilker Park there in the background. They had a blues on the green yesterday mm -hmm. and a, another warm one, another heat record broken in the city. As of yesterday, Austin has hit 105 or higher every day now for 10 days in a row, breaking a 100-year-old record set in 1923. Meteorologist Kristen Curry is standing by with the latest on are we going to see any break from this heat? Unfortunately, no. We've got more 100s on the way. So let's begin with a live look outside. This is the view down in Hayes County, bottom of Hayes. We've got San Marcos there, uh, Texas State University, courtesy of our West Shore home camera there. A little bit of cloud cover, some low clouds out there, but in general, we're going to see a ton of sunshine once that sun comes up. Temperatures this morning in those upper 70s to low 80s, 80s right now here in the city of Austin that matches Georgetown, Lano, Mason and San Marcos. 80 degrees in Rockdale, 77 out in Fredericksburg, which again, pretty close to where we were yesterday. We knew going into this week that we weren't going to see a whole lot of range in those morning lows. Your afternoon highs back up to about 105. A little bit more humidity though, so we are going to have to factor in a heat index. That'll bring us up to about 107 with our feels like. So if you are going to be out on the pool underneath all that sunshine, you want to make sure you have plenty of sunscreen on and reapplying frequently. Your wildfire danger high
high to very high across the I-35 corridor and hill country here. Not quite as bad as yesterday. And again, that ties into the humidity increase we'll see. But temperatures really still the big focus. We have at least another seven days of triple digits ahead of us. We'll talk more about the numbers, your weekend rain chance, and a preview of our last week of July. The details in your first morning forecast. We continue to follow up on some breaking news from overnight, a wildfire burning in Williamson County. This was video that we had in the evening. It's between Georgetown and Gerald in the area of Cobb Creek Road, but is not currently threatening any homes or buildings. According to the Texas A&M Forest Service, the fire is currently at 100 acres, 10% contained. Bulldozers and an engine crews working to contain the fire along with help from aircraft as well. An update to the wildfire out in Abuda. The Ruby Ranch wildfire is 90% contained at last check. It burned about 54 acres. Investigators say that's a fire that started Tuesday afternoon when a homeowner cut something with a saw and then the sparks caught the nearby grass on fire. Texas A&M Forest says the fire did not burn any buildings. Today, a group of Texas women will return to the courtroom as part of a lawsuit seeking to clarify the state's abortion law. Yesterday, several women described the trauma that they say they suffered when they couldn't get the medical care that they needed. All were suffering from severe complications with their pregnancies. One woman vomited after testifying about having to continue her pregnancy even through what her doctor said would be detrimental to her, her or her baby would die. Much of her daughter's brain and school were missing. She had no mercy. There was no mercy there for her. Texas law prohibits most abortions with an exception if the life of the mother is at risk, but the women and physicians suing the language say that it's too vague. The state argues the law is clear and these women should be going after physicians for malpractice, not the state. Texas Right to Life, a pro-life group we spoke with, says it needs to be addressed. And unfortunately, there was a breakdown in this situation where you have doctors that are genuinely confused about what the law requires. This lawsuit is not seeking to reverse the state's abortion ban, but asking the court to pause the law to clarify when exceptions are allowed. It's not clear how quickly the judge could rule. Going in depth here, last October, we talked to an Austin woman involved in this lawsuit. Amanda Zorowski experienced a complication in her pregnancy. She says because of the state's abortion law, she had no choice but to wait until she had a miscarriage or became sick enough for doctors to think that she could die. The FIFA Women's World Cup kicking off today. The scary situation that put a damper on the first day of celebrations, though. And the long-term solution some say can't come soon enough as a local community is facing major water restrictions. Welcome back, everyone. A live look outside on this Thursday, July 20th. And now the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup tournament is kicking off right now. All eyes on the women of USA, potentially three-peat as champions. <laughs> Looking good. Over the next four weeks, 32 teams will compete across 64 matches, 10 venues all over Australia and New Zealand. It is the first time the Women's Cup is being hosted in two countries. And the U.S. women's national team has held the number one spot in FIFA's rankings for years. Coming up on today, NBC's Molly Hunter has the latest on the opening day of tournament play. 
I'm NBC's Molly Hunter in Auckland, New Zealand. Take a look at this view. That's the city right behind me. Tons of sailboats right on the water, a city of 1.6 million. It's the home base for the U.S. women's team for the next couple of weeks. But along with Sydney, Australia, those are the two main host cities for the women's 2023 FIFA World Cup. It all kicks off Thursday, 32 teams. The U.S., of course, are the defending champions. Seven matches to get to the finals. But interestingly, the U.S., not the same team as 2019. They have 14 players. They will be playing in their first World Cup. The U.S. plays for the first time on Saturday. We will have all the details from Auckland, New Zealand coming up on the Today Show. There was a scary start to celebrations, though. Someone shot and killed two people at a construction site in Auckland, close to where the teams were. Police say the man fired as he moved through a building near where Team Norway's been staying. The gunman died, not yet known if police shot him or if he died by suicide. Why two IRS whistleblowers say the probe into Hunter Biden's finances may have been suppressed. The efforts to get more first responders the staffing rural fire departments is becoming more of a challenge. Good morning, a live look outside as we kick off another day. This is from San Marcos on this Thursday morning, dark and early here on KXAN News today. We're happy to have you around. You know, water problems, they've gotten better in Leander, but water restrictions, they're staying put for now. They are. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with city leaders to find out why. Leander historically has had water issues. It's Leander uh, Mayor Christine Delisle says the extreme heat has put more stress on the city's strained water system. The city gets water from this barge in Lake Travis, operated by the Brushy Creek Regional Utility Authority. Last week, most of the pumps on it failed. Out of seven pumps, they actually had only four operational. So the challenge always during these type of times is making sure you have enough water flowing. In a statement, the BCRUA said six out of the seven pumps are up now and crews are working to bring the seventh to full capacity. This same barge has had problems before. That's why it's being replaced with this huge deep water intake system in the near future. Evaporation is a huge issue right now with this amount of heat. Shannon Hamilton is with the Central Texas Water Coalition. They watch for water problems in the area. She says without rain, having the power to take in more water may not help, especially if customers everywhere don't cut back. We don't have enough water coming in, especially when the, with this heat, and we have more going out than is sustainable. Until rain or a more permanent fix is in place, these leaders ask water users to do their part and wait for restrictions to lift. We don't want to give our residents and businesses a sense that everything's fine and then find out that it's not. In Leander, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Leander says it's waiting until all those pumps are working to reevaluate lifting water restrictions. Going in depth on this, Georgetown is also under water restrictions. Starting August 1st, Georgetown Water Utility customers will be enrolled in the water outage texting service. You can enroll by texting WATER to the number that we have there on your screen, 512-930-3640. However, the city will automatically sign up customers using phone numbers associated with their accounts. An incredible feat to honor the life of a fallen police officer. Tomorrow will mark a year that Anthony Mazarkiewicz, a decorated cop with almost 30 years on the force, died in the line of duty. He left behind his wife, children, grandchildren, and a family of Rochester, New York police officers who loved and admired him. 
so beloved, a fellow retired officer wanted to make sure that he was remembered for years to come. And that officer set out on a mission to run 50 marathons in 50 days to keep his memory alive and raise money for his family. I wanted them to remember his name. I want them to know that police officers are so much more than the uniform they wear. They're wives, their husbands, their sisters, their daughters, their sons, their fathers, their papas. They're not just the uniform. Coming up on today, an inspiring story of service, friendship, and love. So sweet. What a love story. Yeah, as daughter of a police officer, I understand for sure. But what what a feat. 50 marathons, 50 days. In 50 days. That's a lot mentally and physically. <sighs> yeah, you know? no kidding. Hey, let me show you what's going on. Because uh, if marathons are in your forecast here, man, do that early. Because this heat... Well, it's not getting better. We continue to see 100 or hotter every single day. Your clouds and radar are not showing me any hope of rain today. We're going to see a good amount of sun. We're in the 70s and 80s now. We're back up to 105. Yesterday, we tied the record. Did it the day before, too. In fact, the last four days, we've either tied or broken the record. Today, I think we'll be about one degree shy of it. We'll get close. 106 is the daily record high. I'm going to go 105 today with the south wind at about 5 to 15 miles per hour. Plenty of dry skies and blue skies to go around. The heat alerts will continue through 8 p.m. tonight. That's an excessive heat warning in pink and then the heat advisory that you're seeing in orange. Uh, most of us will probably see at least a few of these advisories continue into the weekend. But as far as the overall trend goes, we're seeing one or two degree difference between today and what we had the day prior. And it's going to be in a downward direction. So that's kind of the nice thing is yeah, it's still hot, but at least we're slowly improving in the short term. Uh, 105 today beats yesterday's 106, 104 expected in Lano today. We've got low 100s in our eastern counties. I will tell you, though, uh, we are anticipating a little more of that humidity. So we'll probably see feels like temperatures about one to two degrees hotter than the actual air temperatures. I'll show you on the map. So the seven day rainfall forecast not looking good. As we talked yesterday, the forecast is trending drier for the weekend. I'm still going to hold on to a 10% chance of rain, but I don't think it's going to be anything to rework your weekend plans over. I wouldn't hold your breath on getting any sort of relief when it comes to the dryness or the heat. I think this is going to be few and far between. And those who do manage to get lucky enough to sit underneath the storm, I'm not expecting much in the way of rainfall accumulation. So it's 105 today, 105 tomorrow. Tomorrow will likely tie the record again. 104 to 105 this weekend with that 10% chance of rain. Next week, next week that high pressure system actually recenters itself, gets a little closer in strength then. So that's why you see temperatures come up a little bit. Monday, Tuesday, 106 likely to break the record. 103 Wednesday with your overnight lows steady in the upper 70s for the next six to seven mornings. Thank you, Kristen. Austin police need your help identifying the suspect in Sunday night's homicide at a local gas station. Surveillance footage from that Valero on Airport Boulevard showing this, the suspect entering the store with a gun before shooting and killing a teenager. Austin police say Taharius White died at the scene. Officers say the shooting appeared targeted. This case, the third homicide Sunday night after a violent weekend. Contact Austin police if you have any information. 
As people without air conditioning struggle to beat the summer heat, the Dallas County Health and Human Services Department is helping keep homes cool. The department is giving out AC units. Most of them go to older adults with no other way of escaping this heat. We're doing everything that we can to help people just power through this summer. You just imagine how long it takes for someone to have an illness or probably a death. So I appreciate it for this program. Has delivered over 150 AC units so far this summer. And again, if you'd like to help out our seniors locally, go to our website, kxan.com, find the weather store, and you'll find a link to our family elder care summer fan drive. Well, experts say we're all feeling the effects of climate change, and luckily there are ways that we can fight it. Meteorologist Rich Siegel spoke with experts at the University of Texas on how businesses and homeowners can have less of an impact on the environment. Professor Nagy, why do you think that some people are so reluctant to embrace the need to protect our climate and our environment? I think the, the it's very hard so far to grasp that climate change has an impact on our lives in a sense that we don't see it directly. We see when we see wildfires, we know, okay, you know, it's smoke. We, we had the pandemic. We know, okay, there is a virus. But climate change was slow and the effects were not immediately apparent and, and they're getting just worse slightly and slowly. So it's it's it, there's a sense of complacence I think that that you don't see the 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 impact and so it's dragging on, but you see it clearly in the data if you go back you know 20 years and the predictions we we and other scientists have made 20 years ago what will happen and those things happen uh, the the proof is undeniable. You say that homes can do a better job in uh, lessening the impact on the negative climate. So how can homes do that? You know, homes use energy. Most of us do it for heating and cooling. Here we do it for cooling um, in Texas. That, you know, energy needs to be generated. And most of it we generate using fossil fuels. Um, and so that directly impacts global warming, obviously. So what we need to do is reduce that. So for one, we need to use a lot less energy. And so what we can do is we can think of our homes as batteries. Um, and so we can charge them early when, when there's a lot of energy. And then we can just turn off uh, the energy needed from the grid later on. And that's kind of like the point uh, that, you know, it's underestimated for our buildings. Speak a little bit about how government's role in this needs to be a little better. Right. I mean, I think the role of the legislators to to provide policies and guidance, right, to to create this environment that we can profit from, you know, shifting our energy use at times when we don't need it into times when we need it. And so crafting those policies in a, in a way to open up businesses to opportunities um, is what I, what I would like to see. Nationwide, not only for Texas. I think the way we use energy and then the way we need it, there's a lot of flexibility and that flexibility can be harnessed to decarbonize the buildings. Professor Nagy, I thank you very, very much for your time with us today. And uh, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to learn from you. Pleasure to be here, thank you. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Rangers wrapping up a series against Tampa Bay on Wednesday. And what a moment it was for rookie Alex Spees, 25-year-old, making his major league debut. Quite a 
route to the big leagues, drafted in 2016, actually retired from baseball, coached youth baseball, came back. He was in Round Rock for about three weeks, got the call, and then he goes into a tight ball game and gets a strikeout, and it turns into a double play. And what a moment for his family as well. He records five outs, three by strikeout, and the Rangers remain red hot post-All-Star break. Jonah Heim crushes this one to give them the separation from two to nothing to five to nothing. They go on to win it five one. They're now six straight victories. And for Spees, a day in a moment he will never forget. What was it like when you got that call in the bullpen? Uh, when you when you heard your name called, what was that like? It was a great feeling. I was just going to trust myself. Everything that we worked on, thank you to the development system and everything, get me to this point and getting out there and just taking it all in. What does this mean to you and your entire family? It means everything. Uh, definitely after just taking the year off and my family being there by my way all the way through all that last year and getting to this point now and pushing through this year and they've been there every step. Yeah, he gets a day off to kind of soak it all in. Rangers open a series. With the Dodgers on Friday, they lead the Astros by four and a half. Houston, a winner on Wednesday as well. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.